Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hey there, and welcome back. Lisa here again. And I had a whole list of topics of... Um, Blogcat, blog, sorry, podcasts that I wanted to record today. And the one that I'm about to talk about is not on my list, but I want to talk about it anyway because it makes me crazy. I've been an advocate for about 10 years. Um, the blog is eight years old. And the Facebook group is, I think, three or four years old. So in that amount of time, I have literally come into contact with thousands of parents. Um, and I was always a collaborative advocate from the get-go. That's just my personality. Um, I practice Quakerism. And if you know anything about Quakers, you know that um, we're really into consensus. And if you understand what consensus truly is, it's not just getting people to agree, but it's about getting them to believe in why they're agreeing, or why the group has reached consensus. It's not about just taking a vote and saying, oh, well, yeah, okay, that's fine. You do that. Not the hill I'm going to die on. It's about really getting group consensus so that the whole group truly believes in whatever it is you've decided. So it's also why I get very uncomfortable when people start teacher bashing and school bashing I understand that there are some people out there who probably would be best served finding another profession. Um, but for the most part, most teachers and most school personnel are good people. They want to help your child. They just have been kind of sucked into a system that is not conducive to helping our kids. And as uh, Michelle says, they fell in the hole and they just kind of fall in this hole and they can't see out. But anyway, my believing in collaboration and consensus sometimes really puts people off because they say, well, I thought you were supposed to be a parent advocate and I am a parent advocate. Actually, I'm not a parent advocate. I'm a child advocate. I am advocating for your child. And... What I think would help your child and what you think would help your child are not necessarily always going to be the same thing. If a parent is paying me as an advocate, um, 
then sometimes I have had some tough decisions to make because I've had to say to parents, I cannot advocate for this. I believe it would be detrimental to your child's well-being. I'm sorry, you're going to have to find another advocate. But I get that. Well, you're supposed to be a parent advocate just because I won't. I very, 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 it's, you won't see me teacher bash. Um, I mean, unless you find someone who's like literally been arrested for locking up disabled people in his basement, which has happened, or sometimes there's these videos that surface that show teachers and aides verbally abusing and sometimes even physically abusing our kids. Unless it's that egregious and we have the proof, you generally won't find me criticizing teachers or aides or, or school personnel. Because the other piece of that is that as parents, parents fall into a hole. And they get into this hole where they're just so frustrated because their child's not making progress and their child's really struggling and it's causing stress at work and it's causing stress in the household. Um, and they can't see out of the hole and they can't see that they're not participating in the IEP process. Um, I don't want to say properly, but they're not participating in a collaborative manner. And they're getting sucked into gossip and they're getting, um, they don't know the process. Sometimes people hang on, really hang on to these pieces of misinformation. Um, I found some parents really will dig their heels in on something, and I'm thinking, that's just not even right. You know, something like, oh, I have a right to an IEE, or they have to do this. Like, no, they don't. They really don't have to do that. Um, but as always, I want to be solution-oriented, and I want to help parents become better advocates. When I get up in the morning, I try to get up at least a half hour to an hour before my kids. And I get my coffee. Depending on my mood, I will determine if I sit down um, just in silence at the kitchen table or if I will sit down um, at my computer or phone or television. And this morning, I chose my laptop mostly because I'm participating in a consignment sale and it's on, it's, it's the whole thing is online. It's not online. It's an, it's an in-person consignment sale, but, um, our sales are online and we can see them. So I wanted to go there first thing to see how much I had sold yesterday. So I did that. And then I went to the face, went to Facebook. I generally try to approve members overnight, the ones that have applied overnight and, and approve threads that happened overnight because especially with um, parents who stay up later than I do and parents who are in California, unfortunately for them, a lot of times their things don't get approved until the next day. So anyway, I'm doing all that. And then there was a private message from a member she sent it last night after I had gone to bed or shut down the computer anyway for the night. And it was like, hey, and this happens all the time. It happens to me seriously, like at least two or three times a week. 
during busy IEP season. Hey, um, love your site, love your blog, blah, blah, blah. I have an IEP meeting tomorrow at 2.30, so any advice? Actually, I should, you know what I should do is I should just go to Facebook right now and read it to you. Oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't because that might offend the person. Um, I don't, I don't want to feel anybody to feel shamed. I really don't. That's not my goal here. Um, where did I put it? Hold on. Okay, there it is. Um, IEP meeting tomorrow. What should I expect and what should I request for his accommodations? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. <sighs> oh my gosh. So, first of all, um, I try to strongly discourage group members from contacting the admins because we, we do literally get dozens of requests a day and, and we just don't have the time to answer them all. That's kind of the reason we have the group. Um, so sometimes I ignore them. This one I just happen to answer and I send her the blog post that I have on preparing for IEP meetings. But what gets me is that you... Parents would be livid and their heads would explode if you knew or thought that your IEP team was only thinking about your IEP and only preparing the child's IEP, you know, the day before the meeting, right? I mean, you want your IEP team, because I hear the complaints about not following the IEP all the time, you want your team to be aware of the IEP, thinking about the IEP, following that IEP all the time. And that's reasonable. But so then why are you only thinking about it once a year? Okay, the IEP is not just a meeting. There's so much, it's, it's ongoing, it's year round, it's progress monitoring, it's evaluations, it's everything. So if you don't want your IEP team to only think about your IEP once a year, then you owe them that same courtesy, right? And as a side note, on the blog I have uh, at the top, if you look, it says store. And I sell an IEP organizer, and it's seriously just a couple of bucks. It's 3 or $4. Um and other, other materials, but the IEP organizer by itself, I think is $4 and you can use it over and over. But I set up an organizer so that you could organize your child's IEP and their records and their progress monitoring reports and their evaluations. And it would invite you and hopefully remind you to at least, at least revisit your IEP quarterly and think about it, not just once a year. But I just wanted to remind parents that while not only should you be thinking about it, you know, year round, that there are five components of the IEP that are particularly conducive to parent participation. The first one is when your child is being evaluated. And this can be an evaluation or a reevaluation, but you need to sign a permission to evaluate form 
and that will be sent home to you. It should be sent home to you. And when it is, you know, you can write on it. You don't just have to sign it and send it back. You can write on it. These are the areas of concern that I have. This is what I'm seeing at home. This is what I'm seeing her do when she does her homework. These are the struggles that I'm seeing with her homework or with whatever. You can write on that permission to evaluate form to make sure that your all areas get evaluated. Okay, that's the first one. Then the second one is, um, and different states handle it differently, but Pennsylvania has a separate form for parents to either agree or disagree with your evaluation report. Some teams and districts, and, and IDEA doesn't necessarily define this. Some states define it, others do not. And then, of course, some school districts have their own way of doing things as far as the evaluation results. Some hold a separate meeting. Some hold a separate meeting, but it's back-to-back with the IEP meeting. Um, Some call it an eligibility meeting. But in any event, you should be having a meeting of some kind to go over your child's evaluations. And you need to be participating. You need to be participating not just verbally, but in writing. And write what your concerns are regarding the evaluations. After the evaluations, you should be getting into an IEP meeting at some point, maybe right after, maybe a few days or weeks after. And that's when you do your parent concerns letter. That's the big one. I have a huge blog post on that, including templates and including the language from the IDEA discussion where it says that parents can submit their concerns in a letter. Um, But the parent concerns letter is arguably one of the most important parts of the IEP and you need to be doing that. Um, And when you email me or text me or message me 12 hours before your meeting and say, what should I ask for? That tells me that you probably haven't done that. And that's a huge missed opportunity. Not shaming anyone. You don't know what you don't know. But hey, now you know. To do better, please. Um, The next one, the fourth one, is one that I do. It's definitely best practice. Not everybody does it. It's not something defined in IDEA. But you need to be doing an after IEP meeting letter. Because I know many moms, you make these jokes, you put your feet up, you come home, IEP meeting's over, you come home, you put your feet up, you pour a glass of wine, and you post a picture of that on Facebook, and you're like, oh, ha, 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 IEP meeting done. You know, go me. I did it. I made it. Well, you're not done. So don't put your feet up just yet, because you need to do an after IEP meeting letter. And that is, so, that is to make sure that the IEP that you receive, because you discuss the IEP at the meeting, you want to make sure that the IEP that you're going to get in the mail in a few days is the IEP that you're expecting. So you write, hey, thanks for taking the time to meet with me today about my child's IEP. A lot of information was covered. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. This is what I remember that we discussed at the meeting. And just bullet point each item, each item, because 
here's the thing. If they don't refute it, it stands as truth. So if they do not send you an email back saying, oh, no, 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 we didn't agree to that. We said that we're going to do this. This is where the disagreements lie because another common occurrence in our Facebook group is, hey, we discussed this in the IEP meeting, but when I got the finalized IEP, it wasn't on there. What should I do? Now you've got, now you're into this huge he said, she said, and the school, of course, is going to say, well, this is what, what we agreed on, which is going to be different than what you thought you were getting. And now you've got a mess on your hands. So you want to face it head on. This is what we discussed. And that's it. Um, and then the last thing is when you receive the final IEP and the PWN, Pennsylvania calls it a NORP because Pennsylvania has lots of little weird idiosyncrasies. Um, but you're going to get a final IEP with a NORA or with a PWN. In some states, the PWN is not necessarily a separate form. Sometimes it's embedded in as part of the IEP or the IEP itself counts as the PWN. Again, I have a blog post on it explaining it. And you can also read about PWN in your procedural safeguards booklet. <clears throat> but when you receive that, you still have one more opportunity to make your voice heard. And you're going to either agree or disagree with the PWN. You're going to agree or disagree with the um, IEP. And you can write on these forms. Um I don't know where, I guess it's just a social moray that people think when they're handed an official form that they can't doctor it up and, and write on it. And I'm not saying doodle on it, but write on it. If you receive a PWN and you don't agree with it, write on it. Write, you know, we also discussed this. Put it on there. I write all over mine. You can write on the attendance sheets at meetings. If somebody leaves early, you pick up that attendance sheet and you write on it. Left at 1 o'clock next to their name. Okay, these are not sacred documents. They're legally binding documents, so you want them to be accurate. And if the school's not going to make them fully accurate, accurate, you need to do that. So anyway... Evaluations, evaluation reports, parent concerns, the after meeting letter, and then your final IEP or PWN. Those are the five things that you should be participating in throughout the IEP process, not just attending a meeting once a year, being stressed out the day before, not preparing anything. And then celebrating afterwards or crying afterwards. Afterward, you need to be participating. Even if you just do those five things, that's going to take you probably at least 90 days. And that is much better than one day. Um, you know, 
I don't want to, it's, it's not, oh, you're so great. You do this. And, and but, I, but I do, I look at my, you know, I honestly look at my son's IEP at least every other month, at least they send home me, they send home to me quarterly, um, progress monitoring, which we read. And I know I look at it at least one other time beside that. Because um, time is short. Shoot, my kid is more, I can't believe how long, you know, my son started getting services at six months of age. And we are halfway done. I am scared to death that we are already over the hump and more than halfway toward the age of 21. I mean, it goes by so quickly. Um, and you need to be engaged all the way because another trend that I will probably start seeing is, hey, my son is due to graduate in June and he's not ready. What should I do? And, and you know, at that point, it's just about too late. You know, you have to be engaged. You have to be collaborative. You have to participate all year long. I'm sorry that it's more work. I know it's more work. I do it too. Um, but these are the cards that were dealt. So if we're going to do something, you might as well do it. Be good at it. You know, if you're going to do something, do it well. Okay, that's it for today. Again, an IEP is not just once a year. And I will see you or talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group.
Wait.